0: man are you kidding me the stars of the show to my right the great and and I might add tamed down tonight I promised I'll behave his wife heard the show and his wife said Patrick you shall not behave like that anymore and I listened to the show again, expecting some of that uh, language to be beeped, and it wasn't. And you know what I said? I love it. <laughs> I love that. Well, as, passion. As,
1: passion. As you, as I recall, your response to uh, the commissioner, Gene Cato, about 40 years ago, one out of two is not bad. One out of two ain't bad, you, man. You give me a chance, I can catch him.
0: Hey, hey give me another week. <laughs> give me another week and I'll get two more tucks. Uh, but no, welcome okay. uh, sports fans and I. We, we have some great football to talk about. We have some great guests. Uh, we're going to have the great Greg Madison. has been an assistant coach for about 100 years, spent 11 years in Michigan, seven years at Notre Dame three years at Florida won a national championship at Florida Uh, he's going to talk some Notre Dame football with us we're going to have uh the great Paul Condry from Regional Radio Sports Network Paul is a Hobart Ricky that's where he went to school he loves it uh and 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 he's done their games this year he he's going to give us a little scouting report on that New Prairie Hobart game don't tell him I said Hobart well, you're going to show where you're where you live. I'm, I'm in deep stuff already. That's man. like saying Nashville or Louisville. I'm in deep stuff already. Hey, so every now and then, so every now and then, as a coach, we have to eat a little crow. And so, you know, and in this media business, and and let's be honest about this, I would much rather be almost coaching than in the media business, but I'm not coaching anymore, not coaching. You're not coaching anymore. So, so we've chosen to do this. So, you know, there are opportunities and times when you have to talk about other coaches. And the last thing that I like doing is ever being negative with another coach, but at the same time, I mean, I mean, we gotta like tell it like we see it, right? Right, I agree. And we were pretty critical of Marcus Freeman and the Fighting Irish uh, with their effort against Louisville uh, two weeks ago. Well, and I don't think we were the only people. No, I think, I mean, I we, think we, they called, got, we called it how we saw it. Yeah, and so and so us coaches though, okay, the, the coach in us likes to say man, he's getting it from all sides. Sure. I ain't going to pile it on because I'm an ex-coach and you're an ex-coach. But uh, at the end of the day, we do have to call it like we saw it. And um, the trap game was there. I mean, the trap game, the Louisville trap game was there. And And when I think about that, and when I think back to my coaching days, which were over, you know, about the same time your days were, right. the trap games, to me, uh, they were easy to identify, and those trap games practice was brutal. The practice was brutal because I never, I never wanted my guys not to come out to play. Right. I never wanted them to say he didn't get his team ready to play. Now, so we differ on that. I say I say it's the coach's job to get his guys ready to play. You say it's the players, it's the players that have to get themselves ready to play. Now, are, so are we still in that same corner? To a point. um, Now you're backing down. No, no, I'm not backing down. But what you I'm gonna start cussing. Okay. Oh, calm down. All right, cool.
1: What you just said makes a lot of sense. It it verified both of our responses. Yes. You're saying that it's the coach's responsibility during the week to get them ready. My response was, it's the player's job to be ready. That's the best I got.
0: Can I say anything? You can can say, I talk? You can talk whatever. All right, that's I, that's all I but that, got. But, but my, my fingers are on the buttons. So but no. Sticks. But my point is, is identify when there's a potential trap game, and everybody in the country would have identified Louisville being a trap game. Well, and think and, and, and 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 really, I'm not sure that that's really that true because Louisville was undefeated, right? And. Um, And Notre Dame was coming off of a game where they didn't play good against Duke, but Duke was undefeated too. Mm -hmm. So Notre Dame comes to win. So I'm saying, man, I am busting these cats up all week in practice because uh, the one thing that's not going to happen is my guys are not going to come out and not play because because of the natural progression of thinking ahead to Southern Cal. Sure. So I will bust these cats' ass all next week. Sure. And solve that problem of these guys not coming out to play. Well, there's all kinds of analogies
1: where we always talk about how the games are, are not a destination. They are part of the journey. Yes. So you use that as your theory, and say, "All right, we we won this week. Now we need to get ready to win next week."
0: Yes. And yes. L-
1: and let's go one week further. Now, look at what happened this Saturday. Who had their own trap game? Louisville's so happy they go over to they go over to uh, Pitt,
0: who's one and four. They can't bust the grape in the immortal words of 1946, Johnny. jumping Johnny Wilson. And look what happened to Louisville. They get no. They, yeah. No. So they, Louisville's.
1: Going through right now they're they're having the same meetings that Notre Dame had a week
0: ago yes so so to coach Freeman and his staff and all, all and all of the people at Notre Dame involved in the football program congratulations on putting together either the best game plan in America or by you know busting those dudes up all week. Uh, because I I don't think there's any question that this game against Southern Cal was was the signature win in Marcus Freeman's career so far to date. To this point. Um, John, you
1: said you had a couple questions. Didn't you have a football question that dealt with this maybe that we could throw in here right here? Yeah,
2: it would be a good idea to do that. We had a viewer email me today. said, did Caleb Williams, in your guys' opinion, lose the Heisman Saturday with his performance after we kind of gave him the Heisman last year with his performance out at the Coliseum?
0: Yeah, I don't, think he, I don't think he lost the Heisman because uh, it's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league, to be honest with you. And he, he goes out next week and throws uh, seven touchdown passes against Utah. He's got some great games coming up now. He's I got say, Utah. He's got UCLA. He's got some great games. Oregon, mm-hmm. Washington. They jump right into the Pac-12 conference
1: yeah. the rest of the season. And, it, and, and the, be, the better teams in the, Pac-10, in
0: yeah. the Pac-12. And so, and so, or the Pac-4. <laughs> or the
1: Pac-4. So right now it's still – it, we're just going to call it the Pac. I almost yeah. call it the Pac-10 because that's what we grew up with it as. Yeah. you know, And we'll talk about this more later. We also found out what happens to a quarterback when teams do something different to him. You know, The whole game plan, from what I could tell from my amateur thing, was get him off of his spot. And actually let, we want to push him – Left, get him out of the pocket, but we're less him left, making because he's right-handed. All right, it's, and what that reminded me of was the old grade school basketball, forced the guy to dribble with his weak hand. And that's that's the first thing that came to my mind was when they talked. They, we were talking about look everything they're pushing him left, pushing him left, and uh, he threw off balance and look what happened to him. It's the a first good. Half. It,
0: it's a good thing that you never played against me when I was in in junior high. It's a good thing because you wouldn't have known which way to push me because I couldn't handle a ball with either <laughs> hand. <laughs> which way are we pushing yeah, heck, right left? You know, I don't know. I'm just make him dribble, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, but I think the game plan I think the game plan, <laughs> sure the game plan was w- was great. Uh, and, and, I mean, take the game plan and, and throw it out. I mean, both lines for Notre Dame dominated the game, the offensive line and the defensive line for Notre Dame, which weren't to be seen. Uh, last week, right, uh, and, and they and they dominated the lines, and though and, and, and so and so from that standpoint, uh, uh, anything Notre Dame wanted to do worked. To be honest with you, well, I agree. Well, let's talk about our sponsors real quick. We'll go to a break here, and we'll get maybe
1: talk to Coach Madison. Yeah. Hey, we're at Bar Louie again Tuesday nights are our night when they have uh, half price burger night. And tonight they've got plenty of room. We got Monday night football coming up. We've got Texas on right now watching baseball. And uh, you know, we go through our other sponsors. You mentioned the funeral home, you've been, we've got Oh five. hey,
0: hey, we got Hans Funeral Home. Hey John, hey John, what did one what did one casket say to the other casket? Is that you coffin? So why you gotta steal my lines? All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Why you got to steal my
2: lines? Oh, I thought I was supposed to. <laughs> no. You come on. A You're, good. You're good. You're good. Hey, You're I'm good. Johnny, be good, man. <laughs> You're good. Fire some See, commercials. Out. I pay attention. Thank you. The guy over to your, your right does not. I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
0: Tony Letcher with Health Markets Insurance is a proud supporter of Coach's Corner. Whether you need help with your health insurance or Medicare, it's time to get the right coverage from the right place. Call Tony at 574-307-8882 or visit his website at tletcher.com. Andy Kern and James Carpenters are both real estate brokers with the Weikert uh, Real Estate and Jim Dunphy, an associates agency. The office is locally owned but has big company resources behind it that many smaller real estate offices just don't have, whether you're selling your fifth house or buying your starter home. Andy and Jim can help. They have great experience. Call or text Andy at 574-386-4479 or give Jim Carpenter, James Carpenter, a call at 574-292-2277 for great local real estate service. Fricks Driving School has been named the best driving school in Michiana. Not second best, not third best, but the best. Man, if I was a kid and I would I would learn to drive from Frick's. My uh, my life would be so much better with my wife. She's always complaining about my driving. The best in Michigan, Frick's was started in 1960 and is located on Edison Road in Mishawaka. If your child is 15 or if your child is 67, you can get them started at Frick's. There are multiple instructors available for driving lessons, including our own coach, Patrick King. To learn more, go to Frick'sDriverEd.com or give them a call at 574-256- 2881 uh coach's corner is brought to you by uh, Coric Chiropractic and Wellness Center Dr. Kevin Coric would like to invite you to stop by his office on Cleveland Road in South Bend just east of, east of Portage Avenue he's been serving Mishawaka for over or uh, for over 20 years specializing in back neck and headaches naturally with chiropractic care uh, go see him for a free consult at Coric Chiropractic and Wellness Center. Learn more on their website or give them a call at 574-282-2828. What about Hans' funeral home, man? Did I tell you the joke? Have I told you this joke? I'm going to act like I haven't heard it. What did one cast? <laughs> what did one casket say to the other is that you coffin the, the loss of a loved one can leave you with lots of unanswered questions and stress at han funeral homes of mission we're here to help our focus has always been on the families that we serve at han funeral home we stand ready to meet your needs and exceed your expectations when selecting a funeral home our experienced funeral directors and staff will be there for you every step of the way for all your service needs han funeral homes Located at 505 West A Street in downtown Mish. You can call us anytime at 574-255-1474. Stop in to get answers from our local funeral professionals. And then obviously... We can't I mean we can't get into this without talking about uh, the Black sedan band a band uh, in Birmingham Alabama uh, we have our Black sedan hotline they have great music they this is our second year with them sponsoring us so if you have any questions just let us know if you want to book them let us know they do travel uh, and, and they're great they play great music and um, they, you know like I said they've been with us for two years hey, uh, so so do we have coach Madison on the line? Yes, we do. Hey, Coach Madison, how are you, man?
3: I'm great. How you doing?
0: I'm just uh, good, reveling in that great Notre Dame victory uh, on Saturday night against uh, Southern Cal. Uh, as I said earlier on this show, uh, I thought it was Marcus uh, Freeman's uh, a first signature win here at Notre Dame. What do you think about that?
3: I think it was a great win. I, I don't know if it was his first one. I think uh, a lot of the things that he's done this year are great wins. Uh- and, and, you know, taking that program over, doing what he's doing. Now, people don't realize he's playing one of the toughest schedules in football. And for, for them to do what they've done so far and the way they've played, um, I mean, I was, I was so excited. I, I, I think he's done a tremendous job.
0: Yeah, you take that Louisville game out, and, and and you think now. So so I would call that Louisville game, and, and maybe it's not, and maybe it wasn't, but from my uh, perspective in coaching, I might have called that Louisville game a trap game because because you had USC coming the, the next week, but but obviously you got to give Louisville respect because because they were undefeated also, and 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 in that game, uh, the line play both offensively and defensively. For- for, for Notre Dame was non-existent, which caused a lot of problems for the Irish, I thought.
3: Well, the thing we don't know, and, uh, and I think you're going to find out as the season goes on, I, I, I believe they're still a little short talent-wise, and it's going to take Marcus a few years to get the get the recruits he wants, and I don't think anybody really knows how many guys were banged up Uh, in that Louisville game and uh, you know when you're when you're a team playing the schedule they're playing and trying to play at the level that they're playing at and are playing at right now uh, you've got to be healthy the whole time and anytime you lose one or two receivers or or, or an offensive lineman is banged up you're not going to play the same
0: yeah, I don't think there's any question about that, and 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 you know the public, the talking heads, guys like us who who talk about those games and break those games down, we we're not privy to that information, and and so and so you know cutting the coach some slack or saying hey hey you know he had his guys ready to play, they just didn't come out and do it. I mean I, I mean I was always a firm believer in in my coaching career that that if my guys didn't come out to play, and 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 I could tell. That I mean, early on in a game, that, that maybe that was you know something that I didn't do during the week to get my guys ready to play. Uh, 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 do you believe in that concept of the, that if your guys don't come out ready to play, it it, it, it you know it's on the coach a little bit, or, or do you think that it's uh, it, it's solely on the players? <clears throat>
3: No, no, I believe, I think almost everything is on the coach at a program like like this. And I think and that goes back to what I mentioned before. Sometimes the talent level or the number of players you have doesn't allow you to get them ready to play like you want them to. And, you know, a lot of places and games like that. If somebody's a little banged up or maybe somebody isn't ready to play, another guy steps in and plays. And and I don't know that Marcus has been there long enough to be able to do it. You've been in a
0: lot of great programs, 11 years at Michigan, uh, seven at ND, three at Florida, won a national championship, a couple at Ohio State. How many years have you been out of coaching now?
3: This will be the third year. Third year so. I get to watch every game. I I, I wear my wife out. I, I, the great news is I get to go watch my grandkids grandkids play uh, flag football, and then uh, I get home ready for the the first game to start, and then I watch it all the way through until uh, maybe eleven o'clock at night. And if if Coach Hoke's playing at San Diego State, I watch that too.
0: <laughs> yeah, that'll keep you up till one in the morning playing on the West Coast <laughs> <there>. <laughs> hey, it's, 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 hey, so know, you got a couple of great games this week now you got Penn State Ohio State what do you think about that game
3: I love it. I love it. I I, uh, I was uh, at practice there last week at Ohio State, and uh, uh, I, I'm excited for them. I'm excited. They, uh, I tell you, Ryan is doing a tremendous job there, and uh, you know he's they're 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 trying to put it up. They're trying to push that team up to be the best that they can be. And watching them practice, they were practicing very very uh, very well. You had a chance
0: to know Justin Fields uh, uh, when you coach there. Talk about Justin Fields and and what you think of him.
3: I think he's tremendous. I think he's a tremendous, number one, he has unbelievable character. And number two, he's a tremendous athlete and he's very, very intelligent. And, uh, you know, I I, I think it's just a matter of time. And again, for a quarterback, as you know, uh, a quarterback's only as good as the people around him. And I think that, that has to be something that they address and, and they get the receivers and the, uh, the offensive linemen and, and, and uh, the people they need that way. He will be a star.
0: Michigan at Michigan State, man. You were part of 11 of those of those games. How many of those games did the underdog win, do you think?
3: Oh, I don't know how many times the underdog won, but I know one thing: playing at at Spartan Stadium is tough. Now that that uh, that's you know everybody keeps wanting to say Michigan hasn't played anybody. Uh, I, I don't know if that's true or not, but I do know one thing: when you are at Michigan and you go play at. Michigan State yeah, you better be ready and you better play your your best game and so we'll see on that
0: we'll throw the records out when you go to Spartan Stadium right
3: no question
0: hey coach
1: this is Pat King I'm I'm Hex uh I guess I'm kind of the Eli to the Peyton here <laughs> if you
3: but, All right, Todd.
1: but uh, I got a question for you from back when you were coaching your uh your son went to Iowa is that right Yes, he did. And you, where were you coaching then? Weren't you, were you at Michigan at the time?
3: I, I, yeah, but no, I was at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. And, uh, a great story on that is Notre Dame offered him, and uh, it was Ty Willingham, and he said, we want your son to play here like your daughter did in softball. And uh, uh, I said, well, great. And they offered him a scholarship, and uh, we went home, and, and Brian knew he was offered. And I said, Brian, I, I don't think it's good that you go to Notre Dame. Uh, as great of a school as it is, and as much as I love the school, I think a young man has to be a man and go off on his own. And he looked at me like I had just sold him out. Well, ironically, <laughs> ironically I was at Florida after that. And he was captain at Iowa and played us in a bowl game, and he had two sacks in the first half. And every time he got a sack, he looked over at me and went, "You dog!" And, uh, <laughs> good
1: for him. But that was my question: yeah, had, but, you, had you run across for the two of you on opposite sidelines while he was playing? That's the you just answered oh, that one. Oh yeah, that's a oh, good, yeah, that's a good story. Not, that's a good story.
3: Well, in, in fact that the Florida players we had just won the national championship the year before, and the Florida players. Came up to me on the sideline and they go, Coach, what are you doing? How did you let that guy get away? And I went, I think he's got something proven right now.
0: <laughs> hey, listen, uh, Coach. Thanks for taking a couple minutes. I know you're on the road. I know you're heading down to see uh, the big boys, see my brother Mick, see Riz, and and hang out in some nice warm weather. The weather's and obviously, as you know, the weather's terrible up here now. It's starting it's starting to get cold, and we're starting to get that fall season. But be safe on the road, and uh, thanks for taking a minute and 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 talking football with us.
3: Hey, thanks, Ron. Hey Ron, did I see uh did I see a relative of yours on uh on my phone uh you know where where he uh the Cleveland Browns uh Riley, Riley was was with Mo Hurst, a young man I had recruited and coached.
0: I I do not know that. I I know I have a a nephew who's uh who's playing quarterback at Walton High School in 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 Atlanta, Georgia. He's 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 the quarterback of the number 1 rated high school team in Georgia. And and I know he's playing. I know I know Jeff has a daughter that's an assistant coach over over with the Cleveland Browns, Riley.
3: Yeah, that's right. That, yeah, that's that's who I saw, and I so I thought of you. I went, God, the skis are everywhere.
0: <laughs> you can't shake us, man. I'm just saying. And you're heading down to hang with another one, man.
3: Hey, hey, hey thanks, Craig. All, All right, buddy. Talk to you later. All right, bye.
0: That's the great Greg Madison, man. He he's he's a great football coach. He he uh, he has great stories. He had great stories about um, uh, about Urban Meyer. I when say the Florida when He was with him. Didn't have that. That would be a whole hour Yeah, no. And, and uh, he, he's and he's very he's very good in, in talking about the stories. And uh, he, he's on his way down to Florida, and I lives in Florida uh, in the winter time. Uh, lives in the same complex as as. My brother Mike, and um, he's he's just really really knowledgeable. I, I, I thought it was interesting how how um, he he was very he was very positive towards Marcus Freeman, and in, and in, in, in bringing in bringing other interesting facts, you know, into the equation, saying hey hey we don't know who was banged up, right? I mean we don't know who wasn't 100 percent on that line. I mean obviously I saw Joe, uh, the great Joe Alt get pancaked twice. By Louisville defenders, uh, uh, but we don't know uh, maybe, are the ins maybe, and outs. Maybe he
1: was playing injured, and, and he made a, he brought up a good point that Notre Dame still doesn't have that elite depth that maybe some of these upper tier teams have, where they can you know have a backup come in. Without having a drop-off.
0: Yeah, no, I I think think you look at programs like Georgia, you look at programs like Alabama, and you know they go three deep with with you know five A recruits. Right. Uh, and 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 um you know somebody gets injured, someone's not playing well. Hey, out you. I mean you're gone. Right. You gone. Well, and Slide I in, think right boy.
1: now the, the biggest thing here, one of the biggest things at Notre Dame right now is a wide receiver. They brought in all these. Young wide receivers, and then they, a couple of people got hurt, and they had to go to the lacrosse team to find a, a wide receiver off the taxi squad, so to speak.
0: And and he's getting minutes. Yeah, he's getting minutes. Uh, and the word on the street is that he was destroying the number one defense in practice. He was on the scout team when, when he was running everybody. the scout team and and beating everybody. And, and so they said, hey man, you know, I mean, we're going to put you up here, and and, and you're going to play. Scored a touchdown last week against yeah. uh, Louisville. His last name. Is Phasing, and um, you know, put him on football scholarship, sure. and and playing two other freshman receivers in um, uh, uh, number 17. Uh, I forgot his well, name. the main thing we're looking at is and, and look, great house number Look 19. how much
1: they're throwing the ball to the tight end, and because they know there's nothing out on the edges right now, and until they get that proven. That's that's one of the big you know that that you know Hartman's having issues.
0: Well, well, and, and and he is having the. I thought early in the game against Southern Cal, he looked a little skittish, a little bit, but but he can look skittish when his running games you know back. And right. and I thought I thought the running game again was really good. Twenty nine rushes for one hundred twenty five yards, and and Estime came back and, and rushed the ball twenty two times for maybe ninety five yards something like that and uh we'll when Notre Dame runs the football it's a it's a it's a totally different looking team but in order to run the football the offensive line you know has to be uh, 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 doing their job and 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 the play selection and 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 where are you going to run it to I mean I mean SMA ain't going it's going between the tackles he ain't going east and west it's going between the tackles uh, SMA's going north and south
1: yes. and and you know the other thing I was looking at defensively we talked about how the defense stepped up the defensive player of the game I I would ha- think has to be Xavier Watts. Oh,
0: two interceptions! And, a fumble recovery for a touchdown. And
1: how many times did he f- have forced fumbles? They showed, kept showing replays about how he was knocking the ball loose. Somebody else who got the scoop? Did, did he get the scoop and score? Yeah, yeah,
0: he got the scoop somebody, and score. There was
1: another one where there was another fumble that they picked up, and they showed where it was him that punch, just punched the ball loose, and then somebody else, you know, got the recovery, and they all went and gave you know dapped him up because they they knew he was he just took his fist, came up from behind to just punch.
0: Yeah, knock, no. Oh no, no, the peanut Tillman punch. Yeah, I mean the peanut punch. And here's a little nugget for you: uh, uh, one of New Prairie's best, Chase Ketterer, th- threw the big block on about the 23-yard line th- that sprung Jadarian Price on that kickoff return. So, yeah. so, so, so you talk about guys that that were great high school players. Chase Ketterer was a was a quarterback on that great New Prairie team. He's he's playing in Notre Dame. He's on the kickoff team. He's I mean, a quarterback, he, and he's he's getting on the field. He's I mean, when, on when the you're field.
1: a freshman, all you want to say, "Coach, put me on the field." Well, but he's a senior. He's a senior, and he's, I'm thinking about the other kid. I'm he, he, thinking about Fisher. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's a senior, but he's on the field. He's a scout team quarterback when when, when they're playing teams that run the, yep. the, the the triple option. But he's on the kickoff team, sure. And as a kid, uh, um, as a kid, like you're thinking, "Oh man, I'm going to play for Notre Dame. I'm doing this. I'm Joe Theismann. I'm John Hugh." Just get me on the field. I'm Joe Montana. No, I mean just, I mean get on the Mm -hmm. field and make an impact for Notre Dame. That's what you got to have. And so, uh, 48 to 20. I I, I didn't see the polls. Did you see any polls come out today? And where and and where Notre Dame was slated at today? You know, no,
1: I did not. I would guess they're in the second 10.
0: But, uh, I mean, Sam Hardman, little skittish early, came on a little late, had a nice touchdown pass to Ty or, or to Kyrie. And, and, so, and so Notre Dame pulls that out. Uh, another great game, Oregon and Washington. What a great game that was. I watched that one. I, I went home. I told you when we yeah. finished
1: the tailgate I was going home. Yes, I did. I watched every bit of that. Uh, I saw Shaq Van on TV a couple of times after a couple of touchdowns. He's an Adams boy, and my, one of my son's buddies that he grew up with was uh, played at Eastern Michigan. And he's now a position coach there at University of Washington,
0: so he was on the sideline. Uh, uh, Michael Penix, the the supposedly washed up quarterback at IU that couldn't keep him healthy. That they couldn't keep healthy. I mean, I mean, he leads Washington. Uh, uh, coach lanning mm-hmm. at, at Oregon twice passes up. Uh, Gimme field goals. Field goals. They went for it. And went for it and didn't make it and got and got beat three. Uh, IU got hammered again at Michigan, fifty-two to seven. Purdue lost Ohio State, forty-one to seven. Um, yeah, no college football, man. College, I mean, college football is in play right now, right. man. A
1: couple of the other trap games you might want to mention there. You know, out at Washington State, Arizona walks in there with what a one and three, one and four record, a one win team, and 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 put it on Washington State, forty-four six. And then poor Kentucky. Kentucky loses last week, and then they turn around, and come back home, thinking they're going to get healthy. Missouri comes to town, and Missouri spanks them by by two touchdowns.
2: Yeah, no. They broke my heart again on our picks. Yeah, no, no, no.
0: Poor Kentucky, right? Poor John Calipari. Poor Kentucky. Poor. I mean, well,
1: you, they, you know, he keeps telling me, you know, give, give me. The uh, coach Stoops says, give me more money so I can, re- you know, recruit with Georgia or I can recruit with Alabama. And what did
0: the Beatles say? What did the Beatles say? Quit coughing! No, money can't buy me Wrong love. Wrong joke. Money, <laughs> money can't, can't buy. <laughs> money can't buy me love, man. Well, he get it. Come on, that's the man. John,
1: you ready for a couple more, another station break, and then we're going to talk about some high school football.
2: And we can do that, and I'll get Paul Condry on the line for you guys as Beautiful. Well, well who's the Fricks Road Team of the Frick's Week? Fricks
1: Driving School, my Road Team of the Week. I had three possibilities this week, and as I'm sitting here sneaking a peek at the baseball <sighs> score, as I mentioned, uh, Missouri went into uh, Lexington and beat up on Kentucky. That's two losses in a row for them. That was one of my options. Uh, Arizona, you know, defeated Washington State, who was in the top 20, beat them like 44 to 6. But the biggest one was, for you people that stayed up Friday night, was in Boulder, Colorado. When I went to bed, it was 29 to nothing, Stanford and Colorado. If you remember, Colorado was up 29 zip. And somehow Stanford scored 46 points in the second half and came back and beat Colorado in two overtimes, 46 43. So uh, they're both now tied at one and three in the conference. But Stanford, Alex Daniels was 27 of 45, 395 yards, four touchdowns. Uh, Shadur Sanders.
0: Get the name
1: right. Where's, Where's Magic Mind? Magic Mind. That was just, my exact same
2: thing. Magic Mind. No
0: more privilege. Now, he was 37 of 47, 33 of
1: 47, <laughs> 400 yards passing, but they kept throwing the ball. they had to do was run the ball, run it out, run the clock out. And they, yeah. gave, they kept giving the ball back to Stanford, and Stanford scored. And one thing, you know, anyway, Stanford is my road team of the week. 46-43, two overtimes over Colorado.
0: High school football, Coach King. You're the you're the king of high oh school my football. Goodness. Uh, I mean, I don't think there were any games that were phenomenal uh, last Friday night. Were there? Uh, no. That you saw? Or? Not locally. Uh, not locally. The, uh, probably the, the best game around uh,
1: in the state was down at Brownsburg. Yeah. Number three, Brownsburg. Number four, HSE. Twenty-one fourteen. Other than that, uh, really, there weren't too many close games. Uh, of, of ranked teams, most of the ranked teams in the top, you know, three or four, but had now, their way. Now it's tournament time. But,
0: but now it's tournament time. Some schools have buys. Uh, uh, the six A's and the five A's have buys. Right. And the one through fours are playing. They play this week. And uh, there is going to be a pretty good football game played between uh, our new Prairie Cougars here against the uh, Hobarts not Hobart. The Holbert Brickies. And I did see New Prairie last week. They
1: had a decent game. They were down 8-0 at halftime in the rain over at Elkhart. And the thing
0: that was nice about New Prairie is they've played 6A teams two weeks in a row. But we're going to see and we're going to talk to uh, one of my really, really good friends in this business, Mr. Paul Condre of Regional Radio Sports Network, and who is a Holbert Ricky. And uh, Paul, how you doing, man?
4: Great to be with you, coaches. Uh, tell you what, you guys are so clueless. Let me start off by saying that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. You gotta remember, Let me, it let it me was, let start team. with that. This is like two What's students Pat King talking team, about when he's talking about what, about what about what about what about some great games last week? How about Cathedral and Center Grove? How does that not rank amongst the best games in the state?
1: because I didn't on, write, I didn't write it down and, and, and where was it it was at butler which I should have known I saw that I, <laughs> you, it it slipped my tongue and that's why we that's why die. that's why we called you because you are the master you would know every game in every part of the state
0: in high school football in the well, state of Indiana
4: just for the just for the record only 12 ring teams lost last year. Week, so let's put that in the perspective that it is. And I'm just joking with you when I'm talking about clueless. Great to be with you guys tonight on the program. But let me let me qualify these remarks very very vividly, Coach Heck. As you well know, as a member of the Hobart Athletic Hall of Fame, let me qualify this from a program that has won four state championships. Can I, can I mention that?
0: Yes, yes, sir. Yes, that's why you're on this. A, that,
4: has been, that is an all-time record of 663 wins with 22 sectionals, 17 regionals, 10 semi-states, eight state runners-up, four state championships, 17 building conference championships, including 56 games in a row. We asked, And, you, and you're asking they... a guy to come on to talk about Hobart football? <laughs> you called the right guy. I, I, no, know.
0: <laughs> (laughs) Listen, I knew this. I I knew this. Talk to us about Hobart this year. What do you see? What do you like? I mean, where's their strengths?
4: Well, first of all, I saw them in week two against Merrillville. As you guys know, I I spend my Friday nights in the Dunland Conference, but when – I'll try to see Hobart at least once a year. This will be my second year. Now, I'm very, very biased about this, guys, and I'm going to be very, very honest and upfront. Uh, there are there are four guys on that current coaching staff that either played for me or I have some affiliation, but I will tell you this. Steve McIntyre, the offensive coordinator, heck, you know this. Yes. Because Steve was my broadcast partner for 27 years. Um, and I'll tell you what, he's, the, and he's, he's dialing up some huge offensive numbers. But I look at it this way, Casey McKim has done an absolutely fabulous job since taking over for Russ Radke. I mean, first of all, to follow that guy, you have to have at least one screw loose. <laughs> uh, but Casey, a great kid. Uh, Valparaiso, and I say that jokingly because he's one of my best friends in, in coaching. But, you know, he's done a tremendous job. Of course, this is a team that got to the state finals a year ago. Talented football team, and they got their quarterback back. And, and I tell you what, there are going to be a handful. I'm going to tell you what, right now, this game could, and I'm doing this game, on Jr. sport. This game could last 7 hours cuz these teams are going to throw the ball all over the field. Hobart's defense is as porous as our n- national debt and it's it is all kinds of problems uh, they have uh, in stopping people. They can however, I will say this, they can put they can sling the ball, they can run the ball all over the ballpark and I think this is going to be an offensive uh, slugfest at Amsey Miller Field and I, my case in point uh, for, for Hobart offensively, if you look at them coming into the football game and I got the stats right here in front of me, uh, they come in, uh, their quarterback Johnny Sorensen. Fourteen hundred and fifty-three yards passing. He's only thrown two interceptions the whole year, and this is his first year starting. Their their star running back Willie Shear is averaging six point eight times he touches the football. Their backup running back is averaging six point four rushes per ball game. So these guys uh, are are offensively a dynamic team. However, defensively they have got some issues. If if New Prairie defensively can put the bricks on hold offensively, they'll win the football game. If they can't stop Hobart's offense. Then we're going to have a fifty-six to fifty-two game, or something crazy as that. That's my that's my analysis going into this one, just off the top of this old bald
0: cranium. The last time I heard that analogy, the Dead Sea was only six. By the way. <laughs> all right. I just want to just want to tell you that about the porous. This is gonna
4: this is going be this is gonna be a slobber knocker. I'm telling you, we these teams have played three times.
1: All right.
4: All, all the games have been in the playoffs. And uh, New Prairie won, of course, last year in the sectional championship game. But Hobart's won the first two games. So, you know, I tell you what, this is a, the teams are familiar with each other, but the personnel for Hobart is probably significantly different than what Casey had to prepare for last year. Uh, the early kid who was their starting quarterback last year transferred to Crown Point. He is now there. Sorensen's a whole new look for them. So I think what they're doing offensively, uh, if Casey's defense can dial them up, that uh, they can win the football game, but if they can't stop that Hobart offense, then we're going to be playing until uh, to till Saturday, I think.
0: Well, Paul, best team yeah. in the Dooland Conference. I, I
1: me mean, say, Paul. My question for you, real quick, without interrupting. The new quarterback is he? Is he part of the program, or did they find him in the transfer portal?
4: No, nah, they got him in the transfer portal, and that's a great question, Pat. Because uh, you know that's what it's been happening. I mean, for a perfect example: T.J. Caldwell, the, the Hobart wide receiver. Uh, he's on the cover of our Indiana Football Digest, but he transferred from KMN High School to Hobart during the off season. So Hobart's been pretty active in the transfer portal, as is everybody. It seems like in Northwest Indiana, there's people coming and going. And you know, if we had to depend upon our uh, kids going from point A to point B, you're going to need a passport at some point in time. I think here, but uh, this, I just think this has the mark, the makings of one of those old-fashioned shoot 'em up. Take you out to the. Uh, the the ball yard and just have a great time. I don't know how good the defenses are uh, for either of these football teams. If you look at the comparative uh, scores of the teams that they play, obviously you look at uh, New Prairie. Their their loss was to Laporte. That was has to be the worst loss in, in Casey McKim's career. Uh, but they rebounded nicely. But their lone loss was to a dynamic pen team. I think this is a pen team that could. Make a deep trip into the tournament series. I really believe that defensively they're playing great football. But if you look at this Holbert team, their two losses are to uh, Hanover Central, which won the Northwest with which won the Northwest Crossroads Conference, which is what the conference that Holberts in now. Uh, they're currently they've won. Uh, they're six and zero overall. And and then you look at their other team that they lost to, which was in week two, was to Maryville. Maryville not too shabby at seven and two. Uh, and ranked number six in 5A. So both teams, um, I think, have played some pretty good competition. I just don't know how good their respective conferences are. And it's hard to – it's not like you're playing in in the mick. Or if you're playing maybe even that Mid-States Conference down there uh, with Whiteland and Martinsville and some of those really good football teams. but Or even the Summit Athletic that's a little hot top heavy right now. But right. this is a league, uh, both of these leagues are just really, really average, I think, from top to bottom. Uh, but that's just this reporter's opinion.
1: Yeah, their strength of schedules are probably the same. But, you know, you were talking. It sounded like you were giving us a Southern Cal scouting report there when you were describing Hobart because you were talking about all the glam, the glitter and glam of, of them throwing the ball all over the yard, scoring touchdowns, but they can't stop anybody. And it just kind of, yeah, it and and me, it's kind of what it reminded me of. It, was, it sounded like a Notre Dame Southern Cal scouting report.
4: Well, it, it really comes down to that, Pat. Defensively, and their special over special teams has not been very good uh, either. And I know that's got to be one of the biggest reasons. I mean, if you look at their if you look at their scores defensively, they gave up 38 to Hammond-Morton, but they scored 65. They gave up 31 to Hanover Central. They scored 26. They gave up 48 points to Kankakee Valley. They still won the football game, 53-48. But they have scored a lot of points. They're averaging 39 points a game and giving up about 24. If you're going to win a sectional championship, I honestly believe you can't give up 24 points a game, and that's going to be Hobart's biggest uh, biggest bugaboo. I will say this. The winner of this game wins the sectional.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. Who's the best team in the DuneLand Conference, uh, the conference that you cover on a weekly basis?
4: Uh, Crown Point, hands down, the best team right now. They've won back-to-back conference championships. Craig Buzia, who's the mem- interesting note-packing, we we'll probably tell you this. Uh, Craig Buzia has, has been at three Dunlin Conference teams. I mean, how many – I mean, the, the league has only got eight. Right. So he's been to three of them. That, and sounds, he's, like uh, Tom, that he's, sounds
1: like a Tom Wells story.
4: Yeah, it is. It's, 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 he, he was that obviously – he started his career at Portage and, of course, still took uh, his team to the state championship game back in the uh, in the 80s. And if you look at the, his other stop, was at Michigan City. Now he's at Crown Point. On his coaching staff at Crown Point, he has six, count them, six former head coaches wow. on his coaching staff. I know you guys as basketball coaches. If you had another head coach on your staff, you'd probably feel like you were just... You know, hey, let's we'll play anybody, anywhere, anytime. Well, no, but I you did. You got six guys on you.
0: When I was the head coach, of, or 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 the head basketball coach of Mishawaka, I had uh, uh, the infamous Pat King on my staff, and we
2: said, "There you go, let's
0: play anybody." That's Right. As a matter of fact, we used to say, "Let's play too." Let's play after too. After Ernie Banks, right? Yeah. My main job though was to
1: keep track of him on um, during ball game, and make sure he stayed on our side of the, t- of the half court line. <laughs>
4: I could I can see that I have a hard time when he's sitting next to me on the broadcast table to make sure that he's saying the right team
1: <laughs> well I, exactly I mean the referees that sit there and look at me like and of course they're looking at me like it's you know, you know the Fox garden the in-house because of, of how the referees really, you know, had such a nice, you know, love of love affair with me, now they're looking at me like going, "Will you go get that guy? What's he doing?" <laughs> we just start laughing.
4: What you got to do is you got to strap him down to the t- to the chair and get one of those uh, those stun gun things. Yeah, so if he moves, a taser. he's you just poke him in right. his hip and make sure he stays seated.
0: All That's what I've done. I had I had right. a,
1: I had a fishing line tied to his belt all and I just I right. just I just.
0: Reel back down eventually. All right, let's let's stop. Um, hey, listen, I want to thank you so much, man, for uh, chiming in here and give us and giving us your information on, on this on this football game. I mean, you're the best when it comes down to prepping. I mean, I work basketball games with you, and I and I see the prep sheet. and And if I was a coach, I would take your prep sheet as a scouting report. It's so good. And and, and I appreciate all the stuff you do. You're the best, Paul, man. Thanks for sharing a, a couple minutes on this Monday night with us
4: pat king take care of ron Eklinski, coach
1: i do Keep the pat best in mind too i okay? do the best i can i pray for him every night it's,
4: <laughs> i mean i'll be praying for you too i'm going to the grotto right now you <laughs> thanks guys god <laughs> bless you
0: see you paul bye <laughs> no so so when you guys talk about breaking down a game and and preparing and preparing uh, you know to broadcast a game nonetheless coach a game he, he breaks it down like like nobody's business and when you talk about you know the the points per game the the, the passing percentages everything Paul goes into a game knowing all of that and and, and so that's why his broadcast are, are great and that's why that's why why your broadcast um, this coming Friday night, Pat. You and Kenny's broadcast better be right up there with the great Paul Condor because he'll be he'll be in he'll the be, booth with he's you, probably man. Probably sitting
1: right next to us. I'll be sitting there where I can kind of look over at his notes too. So
0: yeah, don't no. be surprised. No, hey, listen. Uh, 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 the fact that there weren't any other good games on Friday on <laughs> Friday night. I mean, well, what the hell? He called me out
1: on, on he, the he, he called me out on, on the on the cathedral game. That's for sure. And that was a biggie because they'll have a they. Could have a rematch here in a couple weeks. But they, right, so, they
0: actually played that at the Butler Bowl. So, so what do we have in sectional play locally? I mean, uh, give us some games so like here, and, and some schedules. Like, like you said, the only the games here five A and six A all have a bye
1: this week. Yes. So look, the, everything you're going to see is four A and smaller. So let's just go sectional 17, which is what we'll call our local sectional here for that size. Hobart's at New Prairie. That's the fir- that's the first game in the in the Sagran ratings. They're number one and two, and and they're in their section. Um, you've got Gary West at Kankakee Valley that's the top bracket so the winners will play each other the following week You've got East Chicago Central playing at Highland. You've got Culver Academy and Lowell in the bottom bracket. The Culver, uh, G- Culver Academy Lowell game will probably be the best game down there. The winner of that will more than likely be in the finals against the winner of and it uh, doesn't Culver, matter and it doesn't
0: matter who, who the winner of that bottom bracket is because uh, uh, Holbert and New Prairie will win that sectional. Talk about some of well, our local teams: Riley, yeah, Washington, sectional
1: 18 before a South and Washington's down at Plymouth. Uh, Plymouth's actually. Favorite in that game. Uh, I'm thinking one of the better games around here. The two of them, for particular, Northwood is is at St. Joe. That's a seven-point game. Northwood's very good, but St. Joe keeps getting better and better. Don't well, be North, surprised if that's not a close game. Well,
0: anytime uh, you go into a sectional game or any game with two Division One players on your team, you got to be—I mean, pretty good. Northwood is a team that beat Mishawaka and and caused that tie in the Northern Lakes Conference yeah. uh, for Mishawaka, and I and I believe who Northwood or Warsaw.
1: I mean, War, Warsaw, believe.
0: Okay. Yep. Okay. Warsaw,
1: it'd be Warsaw Walk at the top. So, uh, we will, our broadcast sports team. We will have a team at the uh, at the Riley Wallace game, right? Correct. They will be at the Riley Wallace C game, and believe it or not, Wallace C with one law or one win is actually uh, it's only favorite. It's like a less than a touchdown favorite, simply because of strength of schedules. And uh, Riley is at eight and one, but they're only a three point favorite. Figure that one out.
0: Where's that game at? It's Uh, at Walbusset. Yeah, okay, that's
1: why. Uh, John, you are going to be at? Logansport. Logansport. You get to go down to see the Berries, and you're going to go watch a very good Northridge team. And that shouldn't be much of a game, but you just never know. Anytime you have to go to Logan's anytime you have to go to
0: Logan's what are you thinking? Yeah, no, you're going to get cheated like you ain't never been cheated before. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. Both custodians? And, and, I've, and, no, I've, I've I've played there. Let's see, I was at Anderson for 18 doesn't matter years. doesn't whether it's basketball or so football, does it? I played there nine times, and all nine times uh, there were relatives of the head coach working the game. I'm just saying. All right, A3A, uh, Jim Townsend at Fairfield,
1: uh, South Bend Clay will end their season. Where they got to go down to uh, John Glenn. N- Knox is one num- the number one team in 3A section, undefeated. 26 undefeated. Uh, Coach Radke got his four hundred. Think about four hundred wins in a
0: ten game season. Yeah, no, that's that's double to what I mean to what we have in a high school how, basketball how, season. What, he's, he's like 75, 80 years old. I don't think he's eighty, Where's but he, I think he's, he's in his seventies. <laughs> but I love. I mean, I love Russ Radke. Russ, Russ Radke in the off season uh, officiates yeah, basketball, basketball games, and uh, I and mean, he, Russ and, he, and, he look, and
1: he looks at us like we're idiots when
0: we yell at him. He's great. Russ that is great. Out. Can you I believe Russ. that?
1: All right, the, the big game in that one will be Marion is playing West Noble. And in their power ratings, they're number two and number three in that right behind Knox. And they're all in the same bracket. So the first two rounds of that sectional are going to be pretty darn good because you've got really four – Knox and Lakeland are both pretty – or Lakeland's pretty good. And plus, Knox has to go all the way two hours over to Lakeland. I think how many horse and buggies they got to pass between here and there. they got to go through Napanee all the way over to LaGrange.
0: I couldn't even think about that, the, to be the, honest the, with you. The, the
1: statewide sectional round is going to be sectional 28. You've got four undefeated teams in sectional 28. Uh, Garen Catholic's got to go up to Peru. Peru's undefeated. Tippie Valley's undefeated. They've got to go to Indianapolis to play undefeated. Chatard, who's number one. Northwestern has to go just down the street to McConaughey, and then Hamilton Heights is undefeated, and they've got to go over to Oak Hill, so that sectional is going to be a dandy.
0: Tippy Valley, uh, for the longest time, had a had, had, I mean had a great football program back in my day when when I was going to Manchester College. Charlie Smith was their, I mean, just renowned yeah. football coach won state championships. Uh, sadly, Charlie Smith passed away in a in a plane he was crash. In that plane crash on the way to Clemson a couple years yes. ago. Wasn't he? Yes. I love, I love Charlie Smith. I love Tippy Valley football. Uh, last sectional I got
1: is a 2A sectional. Bremen, which is a local team here, has to go over to Hammond Knoll. Uh, the big game in that sec- sectional is going to be Andrean and LaVille. LaVille's number one. LaVille is 8 and 1. Andrean's 3 and 6, but the six games they've lost have been to all like 4A, 5A, and 6A teams. Sure. So anticipate that Andrean LaVille game being a nice. Good ball game. If you well, want and LaVille, a game to
0: go to, that would be a good game to go LaVille's to. And only loss was to Knox. Yes. Was to Knox. And there's there's no there's no shame in losing to a Russ Radke coach uh, football team. So so we're going to three we're covering three games this week. So you get on
1: our webcast, you're going to see John down at Logan Sport, you're going to see myself and Kenny over at New Prairie doing the Hobart game. We'll be sitting next to Paul Condry. So they, we got you'll have two choices as far to listen to. You can listen to Paul or you can listen to us. And then we've got a crew going to the Riley Wallace game. So we're, we've got things pretty well covered around here locally.
0: That is great, and high school football now is is in the tournament, and uh, it's a great tournament. Everybody's in it, and uh, you want to say, hey, anybody can win this, but I don't think that's true. I think in football, I, I, I think the majority of the time, the depth and the quality of players that you have, I, I, I think most of the time that, that you never really see, and I shouldn't use the word never, but I, but I don't think you really see uh, one seed and six seed upsets. No. I think you may see A four and a one, or a three and a one upset, but I don't think you see like you do in in high school basketball. Maybe you know, maybe a six seed upsetting a number one seed. Uh, Major League Baseball is in swing now. Man, I think this is I think this is interesting that you got the Dodgers, a hundred win team, the Braves, a hundred and four win team, the Orioles, a hundred and one win team, the Brewers, a ninety two win team, and the teams that are in the National uh, League and the American League Champions, champions. championship series are all are, are three out of the four are wild card teams. And Texas just won again. Yeah, so they they're, they're up 2-1. They,
1: they won both games in Houston. so They're up 2 and they've got Scherzer pitching
0: on yeah, on so, Wednesday night. So so you talk about great trades in mid-season now. The Rangers uh, go get Max uh, Scherzer, the Astros get Justin Verlander f- from the Mets. Now now they both make a ton of money, 40 million, but you're going to take those guys and those guys are playoff Tested pitchers, and and that's why you go get that's those guys. You, get them. you got the Phillies. You got the Phillies, and they, they play tonight and tomorrow. They're playing the Diamondbacks. Now, now look at this. Okay, everybody talks. So I'm a Cub guy, man. Come on, I'm a Cub guy, and, and and you know I'm a Cub guy, and 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 they talk about you know 2016 Cubs win it all. Blah 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 blah. Where are the Cubs now? Well, they talk about they want to be like the Phillies. I mean, the Cubs and the Phillies should not even be in the position they're in because the right fielder for the Phillies, Nick Castellanos, was with the Cubs. He wanted the Cubs to re-sign him. The Cubs wouldn't do it. He signs five years, a hundred million dollar contract, twenty mil a year. Kyle Schwarber never wanted to leave the Cubs. Right. Uh the Phillies sign him to maybe a four year, eighty million dollar contract. Mm-hmm. He hits the ball all over the yard. Schwarber, he Schwarber's say, he, he's 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 uh, the leading home run here. He's got forty seven homers yeah, for them. And he's sitting under the Mendoza line. He's hitting like one ninety, yeah. but he's a he's a power guy. And Castellanos is Castellanos has got a hundred and six RB, RBIs. Yeah, and hit two home runs in the other night. Yeah. And Bryce Harper the oh all-star my. wanted to sign with the cubs so if the cubs if the cubs whatever shell out some money they could have been in. Uh, they could have ran that thing back. Would have could sh- have. Would have could have Right, John. Well, well, no. Absolutely. Well, well, no. I mean, uh, I mean, the Cubs sell out every game. Come I on. Know. Sure they do. I Come totally on. Understand. I mean, you got money. You, I mean, it's ridiculous. I, I like Arizona. I saw Arizona I, play six Don't games be surprised against the Cubs late. And Arizona has young kids. They run. They pitch. They hit. I, I, I mean, I like that Arizona Philly series. I think the will six or seven games. Yeah, I like it could Bruce be fun to watch. I mean, Bruce Bochy comes out of retirement to manage the, the, the Texas Rangers. I mean, Bruce I mean, he's a pro. And so hey, Johnny, give us a couple questions, man. We're, we're we're coming up to the end here. We got three more, I think.
2: Yeah, we got three more quick questions. We can do those in a minute or less. What does Jonathan Taylor re-signing do for the Colts' chances for the rest of the year? This comes from Joe in Missouri.
0: Well, what it does is it gives them another running back Zeke Moss uh filled in really nicely for the Colts. But Jonathan Taylor's an all-pro uh, running back, and even if it takes him some time, to, you know, to get his legs rolling and stuff like that, they're still going to have him for another three years to pair with Anthony Richardson, uh, the rookie quarterback. Well, Coach.
1: and they're going to have to, you know, they're going to have to sell Gardner and Minshew to the rest of the team and the fans because it sounds like Richardson may be doing surgery, which will put him out for the season.
2: Yes. Next one, Greg in Chicago asked your thoughts on the playoffs. You kind of just touched on that a couple minutes. ago. Yeah, we talked about. Yeah. That. That. I think they'll go six or seven games. I both, think both of, both these, of them will. And, and they'll be fun to watch. And the final question mm-hmm. we had to us tonight: your thoughts on Purdue basketball being ranked third in the preseason poll that came out today with Michigan State? Well, Force. Zach Eddy, man, if,
0: if Zach Eddy's back, he's the biggest player in the country. He's seven foot four. He's accomplished. He's accomplished. It all comes down to Purdue being able to make a perimeter J, because we all know everybody's, everybody's going to cover down. We saw what happened last year in the tournament, and a team that shouldn't have even been within 30 points of Purdue, locks down Eddie, the perimeter players don't make Jays, and Purdue gets beat. It's been a great show. It's been a great show. John, you're the best. Thanks for spinning the dials. We have one of your guys in studio with us tonight, Kenny. Kenny, thanks for hanging around and uh, (laughs) clapping for us, man. We we appreciate that. And, Pat, Pat, you're the best. Hey, hey, even though, even though you didn't know the football scores, even though. Paul I was, had to call you out. I knew I one out of two. I, I did
1: that on purpose. To make name, t- I did that on purpose because Paul is
0: the best. The name of this show is Pat was called out. Okay, got gotcha. you. Pat was called Pat out. Hey, was called I'm out. a team player. I I, I I love you. You're a great partner, <laughs> I didn't man. In spite of that. Hey, thanks. Hey, thanks for listening. And I feel we'll, like Eli Manning about right now. We'll catch you. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next. week. Thanks for tuning in. Oh man, are you kidding me?